Hello, and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. And if this is your first time listening, we really welcome you. And if you're a return listener, hey, welcome back because you family. <laughs> All right. On today's show, we're going to be talking about laughter is good for the soul. Doc, how's everything yes. going, DJ? What's been happening with y'all? Man, all, all is, is well. well. Yeah, yes, all, all is well. All is well? Yes. All right. Good. Well, y'all ready for another powerful podcast? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. All right. Well, today we're going to have a lot of fun because we have our featured guest here, Pastor James Ford. Oh. Come on, y'all. Give it a <laughs> welcome. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome. I'm, I'm honored to be in the presence of greatness. Well, I tell you what, we're just going to start out with you, Pastor. Look, tell, tell our family who you are or what you do, how long you've been doing, and well, where have um, you been doing it at? Well, again, uh, I, when people ask me for an introduction, somewhat of an introduction, I tell folks I was born in the 50s, raised in the 60s, saved in the 70s, mm -hmm. called in the 80s, survived the 90s, and here today Whoa. in the day of the Y2K with something to say. So uh, we grew up out of a place called, uh, we grew in Chicago, uh, single parent home. My mother mm -hmm. was the only one in the house. My daddy was nowhere to be found. I used to say, some say the world is round, I say the world is flat. My daddy went for a walk, ain't never came back. <laughs> and uh, we were raised on something called welfare. And I don't know, you you know, you, I'm looking at all three of you uh, elite, astute, esteemed uh, men of God. <laughs> we were on something called welfare. We used to have a green card, and that was our credit card. <laughs> and, uh, and the green card, we used to eat something called welfare peanut butter. Used mm -hmm. to come in a white can. Oh boy! Didn't oh, have boy. no color on the can. All oh, they had was black rice. Yeah. And all it said oh, was peanut butter. <laughs> and when you took the top off the can, that wasn't it. The oil on top of the peanut mm. butter was this thick. Mm -hmm. And if you got a real good can, you'd find two peanuts floating in the oil. Mm. I've been going around the country as well as the uh, Canada as well as Mexico, telling folks there's no bread made on the planet Earth that can handle peanut butter from the welfare. Your Wonder Bread or your wholesome bread or your butternut or your butter top. Mm. You you go for that can of welfare peanut butter. You dip your knife in that peanut butter. Mm. You stir that oil up. You run across that bread. It'll tear it up every time. <laughs> we 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 uh, uh, so. Uh, we've been doing, uh, we grew up from in those type of uh, settings. And I thank God my mother was a woman of integrity. She still is. My mother's 90 years old. Mm. We're giving her a celebration this coming week, uh, next, next oh. Sunday. Not That's this Sunday, but next Sunday. And uh, she raised us to know that uh, integrity and being, um, being true to yourself is an honor as well as a privilege that you can have to make sure that you are who you are. So uh, as far as what we've been doing, we've been doing uh, giving out, I hope, uh, hope, I, I get, giving out, I hope, hope mm -hmm. uh, across the country as well as uh, uh, across the world. Amen. All right. Amen. Hey. Yes. Cool. Well, for those of you who know Pastor Ford, y'all also know him as the storyteller. Oh, a comedian, yes. Christian comedian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Has been around for several years, and I I had the pleasure of meeting this this brother several years ago. He came to 
uh, St. Paul, our church here in Joliet, and he emceed a program. And I tell you what, I have never forgot him from that Thank moment you. on. Thank you. Because, I mean, not only does he give good laughter, he explains it and he can break it down, and he also can put scripture behind it. So we're looking forward to him that definitely bringing a lot of input to this discussion on the day about laughter is good for the soul. And we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Yes, sir. All right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to set the table. So I'm going to set it with scripture today. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out of Proverbs oh, yes, 17 sir. and 22. And it's the NIV version. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. All right, that's Proverbs 17 and 22. And I have a quote from an unknown author here. Laughter is a gift from God. Laughter is a great way to stay encouraged. So we're going to be talking about laughter today because we know it's a lot of drama going on in the world today. We know in different neighborhoods, different communities, all over the world, people are facing all kind of uh, devastation in the home and all these different locations. And we're hoping to shed a little light and hopefully encourage you, our family that's listening, and hopefully in in the process you hear something that's life-changing that will turn you in a different direction. Upward, we pray. All right, so let's, as we get started. So, Pastor Ford. Yes, sir. When did you start doing comedy? Well, when uh, I found out that if I could crack a joke, my mama wouldn't whoop me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I told my mama, you know, you're the prettiest mama in the whole wide world. <laughs> then I found out, and she would get ready to whoop me, and, and, and mama, uh, I'm not worthy to be your child. Then she would, but but to start doing it from uh, the perspective of uh the storyteller, uh-huh. uh, 1989, mm-hmm. 1989, and and let me throw this out. I came up in the church, uh, you know. I got saved, like I say, and uh, I was saved in the 70s, and I got uh-huh. saved. And they said they had a thing: no joking and jesting in the church. And what mm-hmm. would happen? I knew the call of God was on my life to minister. Mm-hmm. And I would go to churches, and when ministers would get up and they would preach their great sermons and and lift the hearts of the people. Uh, then they would always ask whoever minister was there, would you like to have something to say? And a lot of times, the, because of the lack of wisdom, the minister <laughs> who got a chance to say something would try to preach a whole nother sermon. I would just use one little illustration or one little funny story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so I wouldn't invade on what God had already done. I already and delivered, I could, yes. Yeah, so, and, uh, and and it used to be, and it would always be the same thing. Like I tell a little funny story, everybody would laugh. Somebody would come behind me, try to tell a funny story. They would mess up, or they didn't have uh, the. Uh, it didn't go over. Somebody would come behind all of them and say, "There should be no joking and jesting in the church." And I would always end up by saying, "You're right." But my point of it is, mm-hmm. God has given us seven gifts. I don't know uh, if you. There's a thing called Rama word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rhema word is a word that you got from God for a particular thing. The Lord spoke to my heart. I was walking down the street. He said, Jimmy, I've given you, I've given all my people seven gifts. A gift is something you don't earn because mm-hmm. if you earned it, it wouldn't be a gift. It'd be wages. A gift is something you don't deserve because if you deserved it, it would be re- uh, a reward. But a gift is something that you need to know uh, is somebody just wanted to bless you. And God said to me, I've given every one of the people on the planet Earth seven gifts. Mm-hmm. 
You've been given the gift of laughter. Mm-hmm. You've been given the gift of tears. You've been given the gift of remembrance. You've been given the gift of imagination. You've been given the gift of forgetfulness. You've been given the gift of today. And most of all, you've been given the gift of goodbye. Now, somebody said those seven gifts. And out of those seven gifts, the Lord began to explain to me about laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem was because I wanted to preach. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to be like everybody else. And I'm here to tell anybody that's listening by way of this podcast, God never designed you to be like anybody else. You're mm-hmm. a designer original. Mm-hmm. And I would come to churches with the understanding that I'm going to preach. Well, by the time I started, my, the reputation started going around. I'd come with my little Bible. And I knew mm-hmm. when I wasn't going to preach mm-hmm. because I couldn't get the message together. And the preacher would say, uh, Doc, I told my people you can make them laugh. And I say, yes, sir. My point of it is this. Uh, you made the statement, laughter is um, the uh, Proverbs 17 chapter mm-hmm. that the Bible says, Mary heart do of good like a medicine. Mm-hmm. And God began to deal with me. I've given you the gift of laughter. And I'm saying this not from a braggadocious state. I'm saying this from a state that of just honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've tried to, uh, uh, you know, uh, you try to do what you do and you do it. But God said, I give you the gift of laughter. Laughter lowers this is medical medical doctors have determined laughter lowers your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It levels off your cholesterol. It, it stimulates your adrenal gland. It massages a good laugh, massages mm-hmm. your liver. Laughter, if you get a good laugh, it brings in the oxygen that would mm-hmm. be considered you would need for a, for a one block run. If you can laugh, Wow. There's a, a statement that says, if you can laugh 12 times a day, you'll never be sick another day in your life. Of course, now they might commit you to an institution, <laughs> but, but you won't be sick because right. laughter has the, uh, the components and the proponents of health. And uh, uh, if you know laughter, so God told me laughter is not just, it's a ministry. Mm-hmm. If you can learn, and I'm not saying to make people laugh is a ministry. I'm saying to bring joy or to bring uh, peace or to give a person the oh, ability yeah. to relax enough. You cannot laugh. Uh, how can I put it? If you laugh, there's a, this is a true statement. You cannot be angry and laugh at the same time. Mm-hmm. For you to laugh, uh, for you to be angry, you could be laughing. You'd have to really stop. <sighs> And think about it again and go into it. Laughter is a, mm. definitely a good a medicine for those that want to take that prescription. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you mentioned that about the laughter creates peace. And I mean, if we look in today's time, I mean, we have a lot of people that's lacking Come on peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the distractions of life and the journey that we're on with whatever. So... But you just almost technically, I know y'all felt like we probably went to science class for a little bit. Just for a second. Just for a second. But I tell you what, you you broke it down well health-wise, yes, how it literally helps your organs to regenerate. Yes, it does. And we, we should have more or less laughter. I want, I want to go back to the piece you mentioned about the no joking and gestures in church. In the church. Why yeah. are we so oh. stiff in church sometimes? Mm. Well, you know, again, uh, uh, and I hate to say this, the Bible says in John the 10th chapter and the 10th verse, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping you don't mind I use a scripture. No, uh, John, I'm just messing Be with you. you. Uh, uh, the thief cometh to steal, 
kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Mm -hmm. And the point of it is God never designed his people. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The body was designed to regenerate itself, mm -hmm. to heal itself, and to recuperate from any injury that it had been given or had sustained. My point of that is that God, uh, Jesus lets us know that I didn't come to, uh, to make you sad. I didn't come to make you less than, but I came to bless you. Mm -hmm. And in the process, my point of it is this, that the church world, uh, sometimes because, and this is my, this is me. Oh, be this, you. This, uh, excuse me. This is, this is, uh, I like to say, this is, uh, I'm giving what they call a disclaimer. This is me. When you don't have uh, the joy that you're supposed to have from God, you will make it, if you're miserable, you'll make it miserable for other folks. Oh, yeah. And you'll try to let folks know, oh, you're happy? You shouldn't be happy. You know, you should be serious like I'm serious because mm -hmm. you haven't found the key. But mm -hmm. if you ever find the key, I do motivational speaking and I use acronyms for, for, for some of the things that I need to say. Mm -hmm. There's an acronym for the word keys. The acronym for the word keys stands for keep educating yourself. That's what a keys are. I don't care... Uh, the key to life is never stopping to say you're settled. The key to life is never stopping to say that you're uh, you're uh, you're you're at, at the point that you should be. Mm -hmm. My point to that is the reason why I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of the churches, uh, the, and back in the days when I was coming along, mm -hmm. they, they didn't want you to, to do a lot of joking and jesting because they figured it would take you from the reality of what God is and how God is. I tell people all, all the time, to me, God is real. He's like Coca-Cola. He's the real thing. He's mm -hmm. like Pan Am. He makes the going great. He's like General Electric. He lights up half. He's like Dial Soap. Aren't you glad you know him? Don't you wish everybody did? He's mm -hmm. like American Express. I don't leave home without him. He's like VO5 hairspray holes in all kinds of weather. He's like Scotch tape. You may not can see him, but you know he's there. He's like Almond Joy. He's indescribable. He's like Campbell's Soup. He's mm -mm, good. He's like Reeboks. He'll pump you up. He's like Bear Aspirin. He still works wonders. He's like Hallmark Cars out on the hill called Calvary. He cared to send only the best. And he's like Diet Pepsi. When you got him, you got the right one, baby. Baby, uh -huh. Well, people didn't want you to talk like that because it sounded like you were one of the jazzy boys mm -hmm. on the street. They were trying to wean you from the life you used to have. They didn't mm. understand that, it, it, that to be a child of God, to uh -huh. be a child of the Most High God, Go ahead. it would allow you even Reach. more uh, clarity or more ability to be your real self. If mm -hmm. I've got to walk around sad to show you that I'm a child of God, then God is either uh, masochistic or he's sadistic. God wants you to deal with your life on a, a level that whatever problem comes, however it comes, however mm -hmm. it, way it, it, it meets you, you can stand up to it and encourage yourself in the Lord. So that's the reason why traditions and people have... If you don't, if you're not able to do it on command, then you'll do something and I can keep you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not asking folks to be frivolous and uh, ir, uh, irreverent and all. I'm saying, mm -hmm. but you can have a smile on your face. The Bible said you can be able when people see you and they see you happy in the midst of what you're going through. Mm -hmm. This COVID didn't stop nobody. I mean, the child, the true child of God. Folks ain't coming back to church now. And that's just, I told them, COVID didn't, uh, it didn't uh, stop anybody. It just revealed people. Because oh. now we're back mm -hmm. in COVID. I mean, I, COVID is just like the flu. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you have to stand on God's word. I shall mm -hmm. not die. 
mm-hmm. but live to declare the works of the Lord. And a lot of people have yet to come back into the church. And I know I've shifted a little bit off the stuff. Oh. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have come back because you it wasn't that you're afraid of COVID. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you go to the barber shop, you go to the beauty shop, yep. you go to the stores, you mm-hmm. go out, you go to the shows, you even you even go to the malls. But when it comes time to church, good, I ain't ready yet. Mm-hmm. And my point, that's that's humorous in itself. Because uh, hopefully when you do come to the church that you were supposed to be at, you can get encouraged. So I mm. think that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody got any other things before I move on? Because I tell I'm you what, he, he's yeah, giving us I a have, lot. I have a question. Yeah, go please, ahead. Please, please. Like, yes, back on. <laughs> No. I like the way I like the way he talks. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was I don't know how tall he is, but he looked like he about seven feet tall. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? This is James Ford. They call me the storyteller, and I'm here with Mike, DJ, and Doc. You need to tune them in every chance you get because if you tune them in, they're gonna turn you on. Oh yeah. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. <laughs> when you were uh, talking about uh, folks in the church saying no joking, no jesting, do you find it, is it still like that today? In some uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it from this perspective. I think, and, and I hope this is not a negative, but the church now, they have to find something. <laughs> Techni- what we should have is Jesus. We That should be the great attraction. That should be the center of mm-hmm. attraction. But churches have, have, have learned that uh, if we want to attract the people in this culture and in this time and in this society, you got to give them something a little bit. Okay. And, and so churches... Now they they're more they're more so they're almost imitating the world, technically. I know uh, the, you could tell a church folk, church people because they dress different. Mm-hmm. They, there was a certain demeanor. Nowadays, you know, you got uh, and this is no disrespect. Mm-hmm. You got pastors with holes in their jeans. You got mm-hmm. you got pastors with a spiked hair. You uh, you got people with tattoos. You mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we used to say that was wrong and and I'm and. Now they're saying we're going to use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Don't condemn me because mm-hmm. I've got a tattoo. Don't condemn me because I wear earring in my ear. Don't condemn me because I've got holes in my pants and and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm looking like the world because they feel that that's the way that they can reach the world. But the point that I'm stressing is the reason uh, why the church tried to do that because they they felt and this is just me and my opinion. They felt like if I keep 
you connected to the world in any sense, eventually you're going to get tired because we really don't. And the church should have uh, the power. Mm -hmm. The church should have the anointing. The church, the church should have the, uh, the, the true cornerstone of the church, Jesus Christ. If I give you Jesus Christ, and you know him. You've been given a watered-down version of Christ. You've been mm -hmm. given the religious version of Christ. Mm -hmm. If you've been given the true Christ, the joy. Mm -hmm. With joy, we draw waters from the wells of salvation. The problem is that the church, uh, when you don't have the goods, mm -hmm. then you're going to try to substitute them. And so now uh, the church will have a, uh, a lot of things that I used to grew up that they didn't want us to do. Mm -hmm. They're doing them now because we don't have the, the anointing or the power to uh, hold people. So I'm going to give you this. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm going to say this real quick. I had a, a church uh, in Chicago that we were affiliated. I used to be, the, I've been the youth pastors of several churches mm -hmm. when I was coming along. I got saved at the age of 14. I'm 67 now. So oh, wow. the point of it is... Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't know if he's clapping because I, I told my age. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and I don't. But anyway, uh, and, and I found this particular church, one of the largest churches in, in uh, Chicago, mm -hmm. and they had to keep giving the young people trips. They had to give them this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and the young people, if once the trips were over, they were gone. Was, uh, or they or they were there, but they were disconnected. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop because because yeah. you, 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 you sparked me somewhere right there. The because uh, uh, now we we're gonna stay on that subject just a little bit long. When you you mentioned about the the connection, mm -hmm. like like you said, you have different youth pastors and different things that are doing things more. I want to say down to earth a little mm -hmm. bit, right? That's more relatable, and and that's nothing wrong with it. I I don't, I don't mm -hmm. disagree with that either, right? But I think somewhere along the line. From my early age, and like I said, the 70s and 80s, somewhere the co connection to the community itself was separated. It was because when I was coming up, uh -huh. guess what? My father's from the 60s. Right. He was in, so he he understood the civil rights. Right. And back then, mostly uh, African-American communities, guess what? They all were struggling. Right. But as in the 70s and the 80s, as some start doing better than others, then now we got this classification thing entering right, in. Right. It's like, okay, you're there and we're here. And I mean, that kind of creeped in to the point that we wasn't all meeting at the church anymore. Right. That now the one generation that grew up outside there who parents wasn't bringing them, we got to go back and find that connection. And like you said, we're trying to do different things on a different level to reconnect that generation and it, it's a struggle it is a struggle can i throw this out mm -hmm. years ago uh in our in our community mm -hmm. in our culture because of the fact that uh the main thing that you could kind of really depend upon was the church mm -hmm. and the structure in our community was the pastors and i'm not here to to, to determine the, the the integrity of the pastors or the uh, the uh, the greatness of the pastors, but you could find the church, and and if you had on Sunday evenings, on Sunday evenings mm -hmm. we would take our baths, we would get our clothes already set out, we would make sure if my mother used to make sure I had my shoes shine, and we would get ready for church, and we would go to church on Sunday, we would go to Sunday school or service. Well, the society in which we live in now, because you can check it by seeing this that Sundays have not been set aside as a day of worship.
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, my granddaughter and my uh, and my, my I have a, a group of family in Florida. Uh, all the the baseball games, the basketball games, all of them are set for Sunday now. Mm-hmm. They've taken mm-hmm. away Sunday mm-hmm. as a time for us to stop, rest, regroup, remind ourselves about who God is, and now we've allowed that to happen. And 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 generations, the strength of the generation was. If the generation before or before that gave me something to see or to model mm-hmm. or to teach me, mm-hmm. and now generations, as the generations are going along, uh, you know, the generation I came along, we were in the church. Now this generation has said, well, I don't need to go to church. The, what the preacher's robbing and taking all the money, sleeping with all the women. And the problem is they got a hold of some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know anything about drugs. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> but, but, but here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get something that ain't good, <laughs> right? Just say, man, I got a hold of, that ain't nothing. And, and, and you got some ministers out here that don't even, you got ministers, I'm sorry about that. You got ministers okay. that don't even know God. You can take mm. a book and a Bible and you can, you can recite a sermon. If you ask me right now, preach. I can preach a message and a sermon. Mm-hmm. But I found out it's not a good and it will not be effective. It's uh, it's the Bible says it's the anointing okay. that destroys. I was about to say to break the yoke. Mm-hmm. It destroys the yoke. We have our yokes. If I come to your church mm-hmm. and I get there and I'm all oh, I'm here. Okay, what you got? Not for entertainment, but just I need help, mm-hmm. and I leave there the same way. Only thing different is I, I'm less. I got less money than when I came in. Then I need help. And and why mm-hmm. are, why why is there no help? And I'm going to say this to, from the perspective of, of, of a pastor. The pastor's job, the word pastor comes from the word pasture. Mm-hmm. I have the doc on the, uh, on, on the side. He can mm-hmm. create, correct me. Mm-hmm. And the pastor's job uh, or the pastor, the pasture is where you feed the sheep. Yeah. The pastor should be in the face of God. The you know the problem is a lot of times we got to we got to do all the work because you don't have no people in some cases or you got a lot of people and you got to Solomon had uh 300 wives and uh, 700 concubines because and and that was the the 300 wives was because he had peace treaties with these different nations. Mm-hmm. And these different nations, I'll marry your daughter, you don't come over here. And, and so we're, we're connected by marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, at the event, but eventually Solomon realized that these women, because they, she, he did not bring them to the knowledge of the God Jehovah, mm-hmm. and they still had their other gods, he had to placate them. And at the end of Solomon's life, he was a black, a black. he was backslidden <laughs> mm-hmm. because he yes. did not continue in keeping God first. Yes. So if the church is in the state that it's in, mm-hmm. it's not because of God, because God never changes. It's because we have either become lax, slack, or we don't want, we don't feel like doing it anymore. And if we don't do it, the generation that comes behind us, if you give them bubblegum sermons, if you don't ever tell them, uh, we did a radio show, and I'm, I'm going to stop talking because I know mm-hmm. you have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a ra- We have a radio show in Chicago. I did the radio show this morning, and mm-hmm. I preached on the message how to have how, how to put success in your hands. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in uh, the book of Joshua, and if you do these things, you shall mm-hmm. have good success. So I preached on that. The 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 engineer who was filling in, he heard the message mm-hmm. because the message has to be scripturally based, biblically biblically based, and scripturally sound. He heard the message. He got up out of his seat. 
grabbed a piece of, this is just this morning, mm -hmm. grabbed a piece of paper, slammed it against the engineer's window between me and him, and he said, you're coming back on at 10 o'clock. Okay, I'll be back <laughs> on at 10. I yeah. preached, the, the second message was seven things in hell that ought to be in the church. Mm. You see, if you take the Bible and not play with it, but mm -hmm. use it as a, a form of information, education, information, inspiration, and motivation, mm. now people can understand. A lot of times preachers think that if I uh, talk way up here, they won't know what I have down here. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about uh, how deep the water is. You, you Preachers will muddy the water mm -hmm. so you won't see how shallow they are. But you wow. need to know the Word of God. So I, I, this long dissertation I just gave out, <laughs> he asked me, what about joking and jesting in the church? It was, it was, it was frowned upon okay. because people thought that if I... Make it too. I want to keep you serious. I want to keep you concentrated mm -hmm. and dedicated to God. I want to keep you in the box that when God so you won't come out of the box and go and, and, and go astray. Mm -hmm. But we found out that if we give ourselves to Christ, mm -hmm. you can have a smile on your face. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can you can you can brush your teeth. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. You can put lotion on your face. You can you can wear nice little outfits that uh -huh. that that you know you know. When I grew up in the church, there were only two colors you could wear. When I came up in the church, that was black <laughs> and light black. <laughs> so now we're wearing colors. Now we, you can you ought to be able to express on the outside what's on the inside. So uh -huh. that's all I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that's true. Black and light black. That's all you could wear back in my day. Man, we wouldn't have made it, man. <laughs> I'm saying all this color. <laughs> if you came into church with a pink shirt on or a pink, pink pair of pants or a yellow shirt or a, a royal blue, the altar. Because <laughs> you've been out there with the world. But now God has allowed us to see the closer we get to the end. Yes. Mm, God is revealing uh, uh, to us that it, it's some of the things that we were told and taught as uh, as religion and tradition mm -hmm. and ritual is not. You don't have to have that. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know it because we didn't. We we had just enough information mm -hmm. and just enough knowledge. And and I think, like I say, Rhema word. Mm -hmm. When you get before God, God will mm -hmm. speak to you and tell you what He would have. What's the truth? Mm -hmm. as, and then you'll say, Oh. And then, he, and if it can't be backed up by the word of God, then you can know that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Because yes. that—that you—you—you said a mouthful there with all of that. Because, like I said, that uh, I just think back, and I'm—I'm I'm not going to belabor the point, but I just think back, like I said, when I grew up, how it was. It was certain things that was called a sin that you couldn't do. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't do, uh, what else? You couldn't go hang out or this, that, and the other with certain groups of people. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? It was called a sin or whatever, you know? And and I'm and, and I'm, I'm going to put out this way. I understood at that time what was happening because I want to say it was because of the limited knowledge of the Bible that was being taught at that time. Absolutely. And so they did the best they could with what they had. They did. What I think is, what Absolutely. I think we need to do now is, guess what? You, we need to reevaluate some of those things Come on now. and look at them a little bit deeper or look at them from different perspectives so that we'll get a greater understanding on it. 
or spend time in the presence of God. Yes. That's all I'm, you know, my, I, my, my whole mindset, my whole mentality has changed because I went by what I was taught, by who mm -hmm. I was taught, mm -hmm. who gave it to me, and I did it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 for years, I stopped wearing glasses. Why? Because if you wore glasses, you didn't have faith. For years, oh, I, I, I know you. Now somebody say, "Oh Lord," but <laughs> keep, keep your glasses on. Don't take them off. For years, I was taught things. I, I you know, if you wore bell, when I got saved, there was bell bottoms, mm -hmm. uh, shaft, shaft. When I got saved, I gave uh, April 28, 1971. Well, shaft came out and all that leather. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God, I'm saved. I can't even go. I couldn't even go see shaft because, because, like you say, the show. I remember mm -hmm. before my time, if women straightened their hair, they were going to hell. If a man drove a Cadillac car, they used to call it a whole house on wheels. There oh, were things oh, you could wow. not do. And as people progressed, if women wore pants, yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, there would be people coming down the street and they say, you got them pants on, you're going to hell. One woman said, what, you want me to take them off right here? So the point <laughs> of it is, <laughs> you, you have to use... You have to spend time with God because mm -hmm. a lot of things, there's some things that, that, that I say, God, what do I do in a case like this? Mm -hmm. And God will, if, if you have a relationship with him, you say, Jimmy, let me explain something mm -hmm. to you. And, and, and he has. That's why I'm so big on rhema word or I'm so big on, uh, the Bible says the spirit will lead you and mm -hmm. guide you into all truth. Yes. Some things Amen. I used to believe in and I used to think, you know, uh, please don't get this wrong. I'm, I got to go see Gardens of the Galaxy as soon as I probably get out of here. Because <laughs> I, I thought that that, that was going to make me spiritual or I thought, I, now there's some things pornographic and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You cut that stuff. But if you're just going just to sit down and relax, mm -hmm. if you have the time, one of the problems I have, mm -hmm. I, I'm doing so much that mm -hmm. I don't, I'm booked. I, my schedule is booked from now to July or July, that ain't enough. Let me put it. Make this, <laughs> let me make it sound like I'm important. My schedule is booked from now to September. Okay. But my point of it is, and, and you know, my point of it is, we need to enjoy the joy of the Lord. It mm -hmm. should be your strength, not the rituals or the traditions mm -hmm. of men or whatever. Jesus told him it's because of the traditions of men that you're in this shape. Amen. Mm. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna move on to the next one because. Yeah. Like I said, I like y'all. Y'all all right. Yeah, we like, we like you too. You Dog, I, as far as you yes, are away, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and you, we right here. Yes, sir. Yes, because we definitely gonna have to get you back out you here. Just call me. Yeah. I, if I'm not doing it, I'll come. <laughs> and if I'm doing something, y'all just had to come get me and bring me over. I'm sorry. Well, no, you good. I tell uh, you what, you, you mentioned something about uh, earlier. I don't know if this was on the recording or not, but you mentioned about you always have to keep coming up with new stuff you from do. a storyteller. As a storyteller, you so, do. So check this out. Most cre comedians create their material from pain. Oh, I yeah. mean, so so you're being in the Christian, how, uh, do, how do you come up with your material? You know what? I, I, I got messed up. I guess I'm not a true comedian because my material came from clean things. I don't mm -hmm. use profanity. I have been in Christian shows well, words. I, mean, I thought, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I, I've been there. But my, let me just say this: I have pain in my life, like everybody, and I'm not confessing it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying you have up days and down days, like everybody else. But the beauty of it, I have. There's a thing called a sense of humor. And mm -hmm. I thank God for my, it might be warped. <laughs> it might not make sense to you. Uh -huh. But I thank God for my sense of humor because I, I, sometimes I'll laugh at things at the, at, in, in the process. Let me just say this about, um, 
having to come up with new stuff. And how do you come up with things? Mm-hmm. Uh, life is the greatest. I have I have nine CDs on humor. I have one called Attitude. Mm-hmm. I've got one called Life. I've got one called How to Make Mama Happy. I've got one called Amusing Grace. Mm-hmm. I've got one hard out here for a pimp. I've got mm-hmm. one called uh, 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 Chit Chatting. My point mm-hmm. of it, and, and I got some in the car called uh, uh, Moments. Mm-hmm. And I call it the ha. Laughter is the component of ha ha. And the word ha in, in mm-hmm. itself is a, another word for God. The first word you'll ever speak in this word, ah, is God. The, I, I can tell you your first word was not mama and not dada. And I can tell you the last word mm-hmm. you'll speak in this life is God. Oh, Pastor Ford, how would you come up with something like mm-hmm. that? Because God is the greatest linguist that the world has ever known. Mm-hmm. He don't. You don't have to make a sentence or make a, a a novel or make a paragraph for God to understand. I was telling him this morning, God, uh, I was saying there was seven, well, let me just do it. Mm-hmm. God can, can understand a tear. Mm-hmm. God can understand. I can sit here and go through something and I can go, <sighs> now you're not saying he's signed. But God knows everything and every component that's connected to that side. Mm-hmm. God knows body language. Mm-hmm. The greatest language you have is body language. And my point of it is this. Uh, when you realize that you don't have to be negative, if you realize that, uh, that if you spend the time with God, or, and, I, and I, I, you keep bringing this spend time with God thing, well, uh, that's my only answer. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really know no more better answer than that. Did you have your hand up, Doc? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want you to know that I'm not forgetting that you're not in the studio. <laughs> Amen. But my point of it is um, mm-hmm. you you have to keep coming up with different things. How do you come up with them? God will, you take life. Mm-hmm. I got a CD called Life. Mm-hmm. Man goes through seven stages. He goes through spills, drills, thrills, bills. If he don't take care of himself, he go through eels. Mm-hmm. Then he got to go get some pills. And if that don't work, you, he goes through steels. And the <laughs> next thing you're reading about him in the wheels, from the rocking in the cradle <laughs> to the folding in grace. So somebody, oh, thank you. So somebody said, how do you, and, and let me tell you this. How do you come up with things like that? You come up with, by, by being observant. Uh-huh. Somebody else may, and I'm not just, I'm not, uh, so, um, somebody else may have come up with the first aspect of, uh, spills. So you use your mind mm-hmm. and you add the rest to it or you lo- use it to be put into connection. Uh, so my point of it, how do you come up with it? What, if it, what, what is it that triggers you? Mm-hmm. If it sounds good to you, there's a lot of things that I would never use. as. Co- I don't call myself a comedian because okay. a comedian will say anything to get a laugh. I call myself a humorist because humorist is someone that looks at life and says, now I can use this for a purpose of change and a channeling of mm-hmm. hope. And, 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 and see, I'm grateful that I have a, 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 I'm grounded by the Bible. Yes. I used to want to, like, I would come to places and I stopped telling them, uh, don't call me Pastor Ford. And not, not that I have a process, a problem against that, because, uh, and, and they do, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. call me the storyteller. I got the name the storyteller from the kids. Mm-hmm. I went into, uh, uh, I, I would, like I told you, mm-hmm. I would go into places and say something humorous, or I would, the basics of what I'm doing is trying to give you stories to, to make you understand or to simplify thoughts that I'm trying to bring out. Well, the kids gave me the nickname, the storyteller. Mm-hmm. I was opening up for John P. Key in 92. 
and uh, at the Regal Theater in Chicago. And uh, when I got ready to open up, John P. Key didn't show up. What? I ain't going to tell y'all that that happened. <laughs> let me rephrase that. He showed up late. So all they had, all these folks are sitting out there, all they had was the church choir that brought him in and me. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't know what to do, the church choir. So they said, we're going to send you out there. <laughs> and I was so nervous, you know, because you're human. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I said, okay, what am I going to say to start it off? And I found out if you have a, a mantra, Mm -hmm. If you have an anthem, if you have something that uh, Mighty Mouse says, here I come to save the day, uh -huh. it, it pumps him up. And I came up with, they call me the storyteller because <laughs> I always got a story to tell. That relaxed me. Mm -hmm. That put me in a position that the next thing coming, I, 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 uh, Bernie Mac, now I'm going to throw you, I hope, I hope they're going to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Mac, the, the thing that got him over the hump, Mm -hmm. The thing that got he when he, he was in uh, they were doing comp, deaf comedy jam, mm -hmm. and the person that came out before him had bombed, mm. and it was such a bomb and they were booing and everything. So Bernie Mac said he came out on the stage and he said I ain't scared of none of y'all. He started doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't scared of yeah, yeah. none. <laughs> and my point was he kept that going. So. Mm. It, it gave him strength uh, to connect with the people, and the people connect with him because it's something about comedy. And and I want to give you this for this, this, this for those you know, uh, I, I I can give a class mm -hmm. on telling how uh, if you want to do humor and comedy, I'm a, and I'm gonna break my my rule, but I'm telling it to you right now. If, if, but that's not the question you asked. But I, no, I'll tell it just the, keep next time, you the next time. The next time, okay. Let the Lord I, I went to uh, I went to a church in a place called Chicago Heights. Okay. And they would bring me in, and it was brought in because they have a committee. That church had a grief committee, and that meant that if you had someone in the church or you had a family mm -hmm. member that died, the grief committee would take it. They would be the ones that would help with the family and stuff. Well, I came to the church, and when I got there on the billboard, they had a marquee up, mm -hmm. and they said, come, whatever the date was, it was a Saturday night, come and see how or learn how to make people laugh. I'm sitting there, I'm coming just to do my, a routine uh, mm -hmm. or what I've been doing. And I sat in the car. I'm so grateful to the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to the presence of God. I'm so grateful to the anointing of God. I sat there mm -hmm. and I said, God, how am I going to do this? Because you, you got to restructure this. And the mm -hmm. Lord said, Jimmy, let me give you this. Mm -hmm. I, I, People that don't believe in God, I feel sorry for you. Or people that say there is no God, I pity you. Or people that don't know God, I'm praying for you. I sat there, and within five minutes, because because no problem, no, no, this is not a, a, a indictment against me. I'm always coming. The late Dr. King, they said, uh, Barry Belafonte said, I remember Dr. King. He mm. always came late and left early because he was mm. always coming from somewhere. I'm mm. always coming from somewhere. Even mm. if I overslept, I'm always coming from somewhere. <laughs> and I got there and I sat there and, and my time to go up, you don't have like, oh, I got an hour for now, I'll sit here. I had to get in the building and I had to stop for a moment because mm -hmm. they're waiting on me to, expecting me to do something. And the Lord gave me, he said, Jimmy, this is how you give people, or if you needed to train them how to laugh, mm -hmm. this is what you do. First, you must have something to say. Okay. The way that works is, if you're going to be a comedian, you got to have a subject. You got, what am I talking about tonight? 
That's the reason why I have nine different CDs. Mm -hmm. I have one for marriage. I have one for church. I have one for life. I have one for motivation. Mm -hmm. I have a CD called Attitude. But mm -hmm. my, let me get back to my point. He said, Jimmy, first of all, tell people if they want to learn how to laugh because mm -hmm. they're, they're expecting you. They, they've been announced on mm -hmm. the billboard. You cannot go in there and say, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what they said that for. I don't, they never talked it over with me. But I mm -hmm. said, okay, God, first of all, you must have something to say. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you must learn to say it well. You can't be a comedian or anyone. You can't be a speaker. Let me take it out the, the realm of com comedy. You can't be a speaker if you don't know how to, as I said earlier, articulate, mm -hmm. enunciate, pronunciate, pontificate, elucidate, accentuate, and sometimes exaggerate. You have mm -hmm. to use those, those, those uh, verbal skills mm -hmm. in order to bring about what you're trying to convey. So number one, you must have something to say. You must learn how to say it well. Number three, you must learn how to read. Somebody said, Pastor Ford, I know how to read. No, 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 I'm not talking about reading a book. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about reading a, um, uh, you got to learn how to read. I, you don't know. I'm, 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 I'm looking at these three illustrious men, mm -hmm. but I'm reading you. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. about reading. You ain't nothing. I'm talking about reading you. Mm -hmm. I can tell by your body. The greatest language in the world is body language. Mm -hmm. I can tell by the language, oh, uh, it's time to stop. Mm -hmm. Don't go no further. You went too long on that one. Uh, make it brief. I, mm -hmm. I learned how to read uh, people. Mm -hmm. And when you get up to, to, to speak, you know, you got to learn how to read the audience. If, if, you, if the audience is in the dark, you read them by hearing or by sound. If they're not getting with you, it's time to change. It's mm -hmm. time to go mm -hmm. another way. You got to, what's working? Mm -hmm. I tell the story about the man that called 911. And when he called 911, the man on the other phone said, uh, what's your emergency? Mm -hmm. He said, I've got two women fighting over me. Mm -hmm. The guy said, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You got you calling 911 because you got two women fighting over you? He said, yes. Yeah. He said, how is that an emergency? He said, because the ugly one is winning. <laughs> You've got to use. Now, now if, that, if that didn't work with you, have you ever heard? If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJAndDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments, recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.